0: Welcome to another episode of the Heat Strokes Podcast. Uh, Oh, I should have yelled too. Hosted by Brady Cannon, presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Get ready to experience golf as you've never seen and heard it before. The price is wrong. Through the lens of Brady's experienced eye as he braves the toughest courses in the West under the scorching Las Vegas heat. Your course reviews, expert PGA analysis, and top weekly golf betting strategies are teed up and ready to fire. Here's your starter, Brady Cannon.
1: It is DeadHeatGolf.com, home to the Heat Strokes Podcast, presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Welcome in, everybody, to episode number seven. I am Brady Cannon, and it is PGA Championship Week, a major championship, the second one of the season. And with that, that means we will have guest picks from two different experts on the program today. We will get to those in just a little bit, but first, our golf course review. And this is a course that my friend Matt Humans and I both adore. Matt, not able to join us here on the program today, but uh, one of his favorites, indeed, a very special golf course here in Las Vegas. It's been ranked in the top 100 in America. It's also a top five course in the state of Nevada, and that is Cascata, C A S C A T A, Cascata which is Italian for waterfall, and that's exactly what you'll find when you make your way through the clubhouse doors upon arrival as you go down the hallway towards the golf shop and the locker room, a massive crashing waterfall through an atrium they have there as you make your way into the clubhouse. Just a beautiful introduction to this property. Um, And just like last week when we were talking about Quintero Golf Club in Peoria, Arizona, Cascata is also a Reese Jones design, and there are no homes on the course. It's built right into the mountain landscape that makes up the property. The outward nine kind of goes up the hill. The backward nine kind of comes back down the hill. And as far as public courses, Cascata is a public course. There's really kind of the big three in Las Vegas as far as public courses, and many would argue that they're better than any of the private clubs. They're all there very close, kind of personal preference at that point. But the big three would be Shadow Creek. Everybody's familiar with Shadow Creek. They had the CJ Cup there, a PGA Tour event a few years ago, the match between Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods over Thanksgiving weekend about half a dozen years ago or so. Uh, But Shadow is, of course, a famous collaboration between Tom Fazio and Steve Wynn. Then, of course, you have the Wynn Golf Club right on the strip, another collaboration between Tom Fazio and Steve Wynn. And then there's Cascada, which is really kind of the Caesars Corporation's version of Shadow Creek that they use to entertain their players and their VIPs. Just a fantastic property is Cascada. Uh, I mentioned it's a Reese Jones design and like Quintero. He really built the course into the landscape. And you can see on some of the graphics here, a lot of the greens go right into the hillside. And these hillsides also kind of border the fairways a little bit, rounding on the edges of the fairways that will tend to kick your ball back towards the middle. A nice little soft touch there by Jones to help us errant drivers of the golf ball. But uh, let's not get away from the point that it is a challenging property for sure. And if you do get too wayward off the fairway, Consider it a lost ball or or whatever penalty you're going to assess yourself. The point is, I wouldn't necessarily spend a lot of time looking for it uh, because you're going to battle some cactus and some possible reptiles as well. Um, It is a par 72 golf course. It measures over 7,100 yards from the tips, slightly less from the black tees, and and then what I like, a comfortable distance at 6,600 yards or so from the blue tees caddies are mandatory here at cascada it is a four caddy situation so you do have a golf cart but the four caddy is there to guide you along in your round and believe me it's not only a tremendous service but you're going to really like the assistance as well because you're going to need their expertise in reading some of these putts these putts that go back down the hill towards the clubhouse are extremely fast on these tremendous bent grass greens and i'll tell you the entire experience here we talk about the entrance and the waterfall and the caddy. The entire experience it is elevated. You arrive at that Tuscan style clubhouse, the waterfall, the locker rooms, I tell you the locker rooms you wouldn't mind spending the whole day here just eating bonbons. I mean it is just a beautiful property, but you make your way out to the practice tea. the caddy greets you and the practice tea, The mountains are at the back there. The beginning of this waterfall kind of runs down from the mountains and then eventually down to the clubhouse where I talked about kind of the rushing waterfall there that you experience upon arrival. I I wouldn't say there is any drastic dog legs here that go right or hard left, but it's kind of a twisting, turning golf course, if you will, that meanders up its way back up the hill and then, of course, gently back down the hill. Um, I I would call it more playable in the sense it's already difficult enough, you know, judging the elevation change and you get a lot of downhill lies and uphill lies. And then the very speedy greens that can be difficult to read with the subtle breaks and the speed. So I I think if Jones were to put in some really hard dog legs, that might make it too much to bite off. Uh, So just some gentle twists and turns as the fairways kind of wind through the layout um the greens i talked about very fast a lot of them have false fronts with these hills you know you can get a ball especially the first hole give you a little advice on the first hole make sure you go long past the flag on that one because if you try and play short of the flag a lot of those shots on number one will roll right back to you a couple of my favorite holes however i would say my favorite hole on the golf course is number six and then of course followed by that is number seven you get a kind of a two for one here they are beautiful golf holes number six is a relatively short par four uh, about 380 yards from the tips and then from the blue tees just about 360 yards now the green runs horizontally kind of away from you and up into a little bit of a mountain backdrop the tee shot is pretty wide open but you do have to position it properly if you get your if you get over aggressive with your fade, you're kind of too far to the right, then you really have to negotiate a greenside bunker. You want to stay to the left here, and it really should give you an easy opportunity for approach with a possible birdie putt. You should be able to escape here with a par and possibly a birdie. It's the number 13 handicap hole on the course. It does go uphill. So you don't get a ton of roll off of the fairway where you know, you're know you going downhill and you're going to get a lot of bounce and it's going to kick it back into the desert or something. That uphill fairway being pretty wide, staying to the left, I think you can keep your ball in play pretty easily there and set up that nice second shot. Uh, I've made plenty of pars on this hole. I don't know if I've ever made birdie, but it's certainly an opportunity for you. Uh, a little bit of a breather after a pretty tough five holes out of the gate at Cascada. And then following number six, you get what is probably the signature hole at Cascada, just an absolute beautiful par three hole. It is tucked back into a really cut into the mountain is the green on this one for number seven. And it's not a long hole at all. From the tips, it's only about 160 yards. And you've got a creek that runs down the left side of the green and then out in front of it. And this is actually the number 17 handicap hole on the course. So a couple of breather holes in a row here. Of course, for those of you that are not familiar, number 17 handicap means it is the second easiest hole on the golf course. So it's a nice little stretch here. Six is probably my favorite. The visual, the comfort level of the hole. The the sight line for me works out well. And, And then you roll into number six, which is such a visual beauty. Uh, I I think the best par three on the golf course, like I said, maybe the signature hole of the golf course. So it's a nice little stretch between those two holes to give you a little bit of a break before you go take on the rest of your journey that is Cascada. Now, I'll tell you what my favorite story here is at this golf course. And I've talked about the scenery and waterfall, the locker room. It's just such a nice experience overall. And visually, it's really captivating. And so this was probably about 10 years ago. It, it might have even been longer than that. But I had gone out to the driving range. And at the back of the range, there's the big mountain backdrop there. And right in front of the, the, the waterfall originates from those mountains behind the driving range. And so the waterfall is kind of creeping down the mountain there at the back side of the driving range. And I'm hitting balls. And I look up and I see about half a dozen bighorn sheep. So just really cool to see some wildlife out there that you don't see all that often at any golf course. There are a couple here in Las Vegas where you see him now and then, but that was my first time ever seeing him at Cascada. And then I look up and I'm hitting balls right next to LPGA superstar major championship winner, Natalie Gulbis, And she's working with her instructor at the time, Butch Harmon. So, you know, if you don't know Natalie Gulbis, a very pretty lady, a major championship winning golf swing. It was just an absolute, uh, you know, treat to be there coming out of that clubhouse, the beauty of the waterfall, the beauty of the bighorn sheep. And then to see Natalie there, I I felt like an A-lister for sure at Cascada that day. The bottom line really is Cascada is one of the nicest golf experiences in the entire country. Uh, As I mentioned at the Open, it's won many awards. The experience, the service is outstanding. It's just a very high-end place, and they back it up with the scenery, with the golf course conditions, the food, the clubhouse, the caddies. It's all just very, very nice and a real treat to get uh, to spend some time out there on this property. As far as the pricing, the peak season of course, the fall and the spring, that's the peak season out here in Las Vegas. It'll run you about $450 to $550 per player. During the summertime, uh, that would be the most severely discounted time of the year. That's when Matt and I play in the dead heat of the summer. The wintertime, you can get some pretty good pricing as well, but that'll drop it down into maybe the 300 to 399 range. Local residents here in Las Vegas can typically play for about 200 to 250 and it's well worth it in my opinion no matter when you play you can find cascata online at golfcascata that is golf c a s c a t a.com golfcascata.com or on our website at deadheatgolf.com as one of our featured golf courses you can also give them a call 702-294-2005 and tell them the fellows from the heat strokes podcast sent you we will take a quick break and be back with our picks for the PGA Championship at Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester, New York. A big week, major week here on the Heat Strokes podcast. But before we do, take a minute to hear a word from our great sponsors, Play Studios, Bescent Realty Group, Las Vegas Advisor, and FootballContest.com. And don't forget to use the promo code HEAT at checkout at FootballContest.com to save $50 football contest sign up star just around the corner here in Las Vegas so a good time to get on board right now with footballcontest.com. We'll be back with the picks for the PGA in just a moment when we return on the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas.
2: When the Heat Strokes crew isn't burning up the hottest golf courses in the country, playing a game you'd all spend a lifetime trying to master, they're doing something just as smoking, but a whole lot easier. They're playing My Vegas Slots. It's a top-ranked, free-to-play mobile app that lets you earn valuable real-world rewards from some amazing partners like MGM Grand, Bellagio, and Norwegian Cruise Line. You can score rooms, great meals, show tickets, and more just for playing. Download MyVegas slots today from your favorite app store. And if you're anything like Brady and Matt, we know you're gonna love it. And that's something you can bet on. Have you ever wanted to play in one of the biggest football contests in Las Vegas and win a million dollars or more? At footballcontest.com, find out how to sign up and make your picks through Nevada's most experienced proxy service. You do the handicapping, we do the legwork. And our service is a convenience for both locals and non-residents alike. Over the past decade, thousands have trusted footballcontest.com as their proxy service and have collected winnings of over 10 million dollars whether you're a fan of five picks against the spread or survivor pools footballcontest.com has all the information you need to get started you pick the winners we submit your picks it's that easy at footballcontest.com attention all real estate buyers sellers and investors Are you looking for a trustworthy and experienced team to help you navigate the Las Vegas, Southern Nevada market? Look no further than Bescent Realty Group, specializing in residential, commercial, and investment properties. With over nine years of experience in the industry, we have the knowledge and skills to help you find the perfect property or investment opportunity. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, we're committed to providing exceptional service and delivering results. Contact us today to take the first step towards achieving your real estate goals in Las Vegas and Southern Nevada. Call now, 702-339-8052 or go to besentrealty.com. Want to gamble like the pros? At LasVegasAdvisor.com, you'll find the world's best how-to books, software, and strategy cards featuring blackjack, poker, video poker, tournament play, and of course, sports betting, including 2020 sports betting, Think Like a Pro, which contains an 85-page section on betting golf. And don't forget to check out LVA's famous member rewards coupon book, offering discounts on dining and entertainment, including a buy one, get one for the awesome lobster Cafe at the Palms and more than four hundred dollars in gambling free play, match play, and bonus offers. Up your gambling game today at Los
1: VegasAdvisor.com. That's Las VegasAdvisor.com. Welcome back to the Heat Strokes Podcast on deadheatgolf.com, presented by the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Brady Cannon here with you. And by the way, Mandalay Bay comes alive as the fan district, the go-to destination for all of fankind. Gather here, stay here, eat here, and celebrate here. Fans get exclusive food and drink specials and one-of-a-kind experiences loaded with giveaways, photo ops, surprise appearances, and more. And What's the best part? It's all within walking distance of the stadium. Get the party started or keep the party going at the fan district at Mandalay Bay. The 105th PGA Championship at Storied Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester, New York, is upon us. The second major of the golf season. This is yet another big, long golf course, and it's kind of been a trend that we've been seeing on the PGA Tour as of late. Three weeks in a row, the Mexico Open at Vedanta, the Wells Fargo Championship at Quail Hollow, and then last week, the Byron Nelson at TPC Craig Ranch, all big, long golf courses in the neighborhood of 74 to 7,500 yards. Those were all par 71s. This is now a par 70. It measures just under 7,400 yards at a par 70. And it is a Donald Ross design. He originally constructed the golf course in 1924. But in 2019, Andrew Green was brought in to revitalize some of the old Donald Ross style and what he intended to do with this golf course way back in the early 20s and also bring it up to modern-day standards. Now, the last PGA Championship or the last major championship that was held here, Oak Hill has held six prior major championships to this. But it was 2013 when Jason Duffner won the PGA Championship here he was at 40 to one, and I remember because I was on him sitting on my couch right here watching Jason Duffner get that one home. Uh, I think it was one of my first outrights uh, that I hit in a major championship. I go back to 1999 when I hit Payne Stewart at the US Open at another Donald Ross design at Pinehurst, number two. Uh, but then I uh, vividly remember Jason Duffner here at Oak Hill. Now, I mentioned Andrew Green brought in to revitalize the course and bring it up to modern-day standards. It's going to be an absolutely different golf course from what we saw in 2013 when Jason Duffner, a very straight, shorter-hitting ball striker, in fact, in second place that year was Jim Furyk, another more U.S. Open-type player. I think that's more of what we saw in 2013 from Oak Hill. Now, they have removed about 600 or more trees the fairways are still going to be very narrow, but you're not in such jail there if you happen to go wayward off of the fairway. You're going to find some very dense rough, but you will have opportunities to get your ball to the green and not just have to punch out from the wooded areas. Uh, the fairways are bent grass and a blend of bent grass and poana. The greens are bent grass. The greens have all been renovated as well by Andrew Green and his team. And in typical Ross fashion, they are smaller with some runoff areas. The bunkers have also been remodeled. And this is where a big part of the teeth of this golf course is going to come in. Both the fairway bunkers and the greenside bunkers, very steep faces and deep wells. They are going to be very, very difficult this week. What's interesting about this golf course and what makes it different from the PGA as well, what we saw in 2013, is the time of the year. That, of course, was played back in August when the PGA was always played. Now, I believe this is about the fifth year in a row or so that the PGA has changed it to take place in May. It wasn't that long ago here in the Rochester area that where there was snow on the ground. It's going to be cold in the morning. You're going to have temperatures in the high 40s teeing off early in the morning here. So, I don't believe you're going to get a dried, fast, and firm golf course. It's going to be wet and moist, and there will be the morning dew out there. That rough, I don't think it'll be US Open length, like six inches or so. I think it's going to be more about three or four inches, but it will be very thick. This is the growing season right now. The grass is really on the move, and that's PGA of America protocol. They'll cut it to where they want it for Thursday, but then they won't touch it again. So by the time we get to Sunday, that rough could be pretty darn thick. The fairways I mentioned are still relatively narrow, about 27 yards wide in average. Uh, You've got some par threes out here that are very long, a couple of them over 230 yards. 12 of the par fours are over 460 yards, and two par fives, the only two par fives on the golf course, both measure over 600 yards. It was about a month ago, that I started studying this golf course and what I came up with as far as stats that are going to be important this week. Oddly enough, I mentioned what we've seen the last few weeks on tour, Mexico, Charlotte, North Carolina, and McKinney, Texas. Some of the very same statistics hold true this week for another long golf course, par 70 in this case versus par 71 the past few weeks. You've also got narrower fairways this week, so there will be more of a premium on accuracy than we've seen the last few weeks. Vedanta and Craig Ranch, especially wide fairways. So adjustments for sure, but a lot of the same similar statistics looking at this week as we have in the past as these golf courses for the past four weeks now have really catered to the longer hitters. But total driving, which of course is a combination of length and accuracy, strokes gained off the tee, driving distance, that really compiled all my look at how these players are playing off the tee. Strokes gained approach, greens in regulation, and then whole proximity from 175 to 200 yards and also whole proximity from 200 yards or greater. Those are certainly statistics we did look at in each of the last three weeks. Those were a lot of your approach shots are going to come from this week from 175 to 200 or maybe even up to 225 or more. I mentioned the par threes as well. So you've got a couple there at at least 230, but that window is going to make up the bulk of the approach shots on this golf course. If you're bouncing around the web and you're given an opportunity to take a look at some of the pictures of this golf course, you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, These bunkers look pretty treacherous. They talk about uh, at least a half shot penalty and maybe a full shot penalty, especially If you land in one off the fairway, it's interesting about the fairways as well. You've got Allen's Creek, which runs through this property, and it's going to take away some of the driving opportunities for some of the bombers out there because they'll be flirting with the creek if they go too far. So they'll have to lay up a little bit, stay back a little bit of that creek. Just a lot of different problems you can face on this golf course. But one of the main comments that I've heard a lot of the players say about this course, including Tiger Woods, is it's one of the most difficult tests, but also the very most fair test they have ever encountered. So you love to hear that, that, yeah, it's going to be tough, but it's not going to be lunacy either. It's going to be extremely fair and ought to produce a tremendous champion. As far as the correlated courses I used, uh, I did look certainly at some Donald Ross designs. We have three Donald Ross designs on tour, Eastlake Golf Club, where they play the tour championship, Sedgefield, where they play the Wyndham. And then Detroit Golf Club, where they play the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Now, I don't think each of these golf courses really is very similar to Oak Hill, but they do obviously share a common designer. And I think there are enough nuances between the three courses that we see on tour and Oak Hill, where it makes sense to take that into account into your handicap, at least somewhat. Now, for more courses that are similar, more similar in layout, big boy golf courses that I think are also similar to Oak Hill, you've got Bethpage Black, where they played the PGA in 2019, Winged Foot, where they played the U.S. Open in 2020, Torrey Pines, where they not only play the Farmers, but also the U.S. Open in 2021, Mearfield Village, home of the Memorial, Whistling Straits, home of the PGA in 2015, Harding Park, which hosted the PGA in 2020, And then Arana Mink, another Donald Ross design in the Northeast part of the country, it was used for the 2018 BMW Championship, a part of the FedEx Cup Playoff Series. So I used all of those golf courses as correlated courses in my handicap this week. I mentioned the statistics, you know, strokes gained off the tee, all of that work off the tee, that proximity area, you know, from 175 to 225 work around the greens and on the green strokes, gain putting with bent grass, scrambling, sand saves. Obviously it's going to be a total test here is O'Kill, but I think primarily you're going to have to get off the tee well. And I think even some shorter hitters can get around here just fine, but they've got to be deadly accurate. And look at Colin Morikawa. Here's a guy. He doesn't hit it all that short. He's almost out there 300 yards, but his wheelhouse with iron play is from 175 to 225. So if he's finding the short grass all week long, I think he can go well. Now, I think the Bombers, you know, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Wyndham Clark, these guys ought to have a little bit of an advantage, but there is somewhat of a premium on accuracy here as well. So again, I go back to the statistic of total driving, I think is going to be a big one this week. Let's get to our guest picks. And for the majors, as I mentioned at the top of the show, We have two guests contribute when we get to the major championships, and our first contributor is going to be John Hasselbauer. He is a golf betting writer for the Lines US, and you're probably familiar with this gentleman on Twitter. You can follow him at P-G-A-Tout, P-G-A-T-O-U-T, John Hasselbauer. And for outright winners, he's got Patrick Cantlay at 21 to 1. Good number there by John, as I've seen Patrick Cantlay come down into the neighborhood of 18, maybe even lower than that. 21 to 1 on Cantley, Justin Thomas at 31 to 1. Max Homa at 50 to 1. And John told me he got Max Homa at 50 to 1 back in January, but still likes Max at the current number, which is around 40 to 1. He's got Ricky Fowler at 90 to 1. Gary Woodland at 125 to 1. And then Mito Pereira, a little live tour flavor there on Mito at 190 to 1 of course the hard luck loser at last uh last year's PGA Championship at Southern Hills for a top 20 finish he's got Ricky Fowler again going back to the well with Ricky at plus 275 and for a top 40 finish Chris Kirk at 2 to 1 Chris Kirk had a great PGA Championship last year at Southern Hills and then if you know John if you follow him on Twitter again at PGA tout you know, he loves the first round leader market. So he's got four plays here for first round leader Keegan Bradley at 80 to 1, Gary Woodland at 80 to 1, Keith Mitchell at 100 to 1, and then Adam Svensson at 150 to 1. For our second guest pick contributor, we go locally here to a friend of mine, Jeff Sherman. He is one of the very best golf odds makers in the entire world. You can follow him on Twitter at Golf Odds. He not only does golf, but a number of other sports. He's the vice president of risk management there at the Westgate Superbook here in Las Vegas. And for an outright winner, Jeff is on Xander Shoffley. Jeff always gets the best numbers. He is an odds maker, so he is very keen on where to get the pre- where and when to get the best prices. And that is a very good number on Xander Shoffley at 25 to 1. Cameron Young at 40 to 1. Jason Day, that price is almost double. He got Jason Day, obviously, before he won last week at the Byron Nelson at 60 to 1. He is also on Ricky Fowler at 100 to 1. And he's got Taylor Gooch, another little bit of live flavor there on Taylor Gooch at 125 to 1. And then for full tournament head to head matchups, he's got Hideki Matsuyama at minus 120 over Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler at minus 115 over Tom Kim. And Francesco Molinari at 120, at minus 120, excuse me, over Padraig Harrington. And now we will get to my picks for the PGA championship. And I will start with the outright market. Typically, week to week, I do outright winners plus a top 20 finish. I bet the same guys for both markets. This week, I mixed it up just a little bit. I took Xander Shoffley at 23 to 1 outright and also played him for a top 10 finish. And then I also took Tony Finau at 33-1 to and also played him for a top 10 finish. The rest of my guys there, I played for the outright and also the top 20. But Xander Shoffley, so many top 10 finishes in the major championships. And how about Eastlake, another, the Donald Ross design for the tour championship? He's got a first place, a seventh, a couple of seconds, a fifth, a fourth. He was 16th at Bethpage in 2019, 10th at Harding Park in 2020. Fifth at Winged Foot in twenty or at Winged Foot in twenty twenty for the U.S. Open and seventh at the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines in twenty twenty one. His last six starts, he's in he's in great form. He was just second at Quail Hollow. Before that, fourth, fourth, tenth, fifth, and nineteenth. Fifth on tour in strokes gained approach. Twelfth in hole proximity from one seventy five to two hundred. Twenty seventh in scrambling and fourteenth in bogey avoidance. Xander. Certainly one of the guys at the top of my list. I mentioned Finau. He's basically the same as Xander. Has always contended in the majors and at all the correlated courses. He won on one of the Donald Ross designs on tour, the Mortgage Classic at Detroit Golf Club. He is really probably number one in all of my stats this week. He's good off the tee. He's good around the greens. And he is number one on tour in Strokes Gained Approach. Uh, Brooks Kepka, There's my live flavor. Brooks Kepka at 23 to one I also bet him to finish top 20 you know this guy has four majors to his credit of course two of which are a PGA championship and he's got nine top 10 finishes in majors since 2014 he's won on the live tour twice and he comes off of a third and a fifth place finish uh closing with two straight rounds at 65 last week as far as the correlated courses for Brooks Kepka he was fifth at Whistling, uh, Whistling Straits in 2015, fourth at the U.S. Open at Tory Pines in 2021. He won the Wanamaker Trophy at Bethpage Black in 2019. Also, top six finishes at both East Lake and Sedgefield. I mentioned Corn, uh, Colin Morikawa earlier. This guy is not, you know, of the bomber profile like a Kepka or a Finau, but he does get it out there a ways at nearly 300 yards on average, and he is number three in accuracy off the tee on tour. So I think if this guy can find the short grass all week and get into that wheelhouse of his, of you know, long iron shots from 175 to 225, I think he'll be just fine. He's finished as high as sixth at East Lake, fourth at the 2021 US Open at Torrey Pines. He won at Mirfield Village when they played the Workday Charity there in 2020. Over the last eight tournaments on both the PGA and DP World Tours, Morikawa is 18th in strokes gained T to green. We move on to Victor Hovland. He is uh, also kind of like Morikawa, cooled off in his past couple of starts. Morikawa was 10th at the Masters. Hovland was seventh. But Hovland's uh, driving and ball striking is so good, I just could not ignore him. He's fourth on tour in total driving, 21st in strokes gained approach over the last 36 rounds in this field, 12th in ball striking. He's also 11th on those long par fours, measuring between 450 and 500 yards. He was 13th at Winged Foot in 2020. He was also runner up at Torrey Pines at the Farmers Insurance Open in 2021. And then I am also on Ricky Fowler, like our two guest pickers in Jeff Sherman and John Hasselbauer. I was lucky enough to get him at 100 to 1. I was really surprised when I started doing all my research for this golf tournament about a month ago. Ricky Fowler ranks exceptionally high in all the areas that I was looking at and it was surprising to me how well of a year he's having right now the ball striking the total driving about the only area where he has a little bit of a weakness is when you get to those iron shots of more than 200 yards that's where he ranks pretty low on tour but the putting the short game everything else very strong. For Ricky Fowler. He's finished runner-up twice at the Memorial. He was eighth at Ironda in 2018. I think he's a much better. I think he has a much better shot than the bookmakers would tell you at 100 to one. And certainly, we we have seen his number come down a little bit. I've seen as low as about 75 to one on Ricky Fowler. A couple more long shots here, triple digits as well for Russell Henley at 125 to one. Kind of uh, the same thinking here with Morikawa. I know Morikawa, we understand, is probably the higher-rated player, the more class player. But Henley, 27th in the OWGR, not too far off the pace. He is number one on tour in driving accuracy. And he comes off of a fourth-place finish at the Masters. We know the Masters caters to the longer hitters, which Henley is not, but he just finished fourth. So I think he can kind of repeat that performance here with hitting a lot of these fairways. He is more of a plotter and a U.S. Open type player. If you look at what he's done at some of these courses over the past few years, he was 13th at the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines in 2021. In his last four starts, he has three top 20s and a top five. And here's something for you. Over the last eight events on both the PGA and DP World Tours, Henley ranks ninth in this field for strokes gained approach, 18th for strokes gained around the green, fifth for strokes gain tee to green, second in strokes gain putting, and second for strokes gain total. Very impressive there by Russell Henley. I thought 125 was too expensive on him as well. And Gary Woodland finally landed on this one uh, as well as John Hasselbauer. I was able to get Woodland at 150 to one. Now he's had some really good finishes as of late. 14th at the Wells Fargo, where he was number one in the field for strokes gain tee to green. And a couple weeks or a week before that in Mexico, he was number three in the field for strokes gained tee to green. So how come he's not winning? The the putter and the short game has been a real problem. He is 139th here over the last 36 rounds for strokes gained putting on bent grass and 109th for strokes gained around the green. Uh, If this guy can get his short game straightened out for four days here, at Oak Hill, he is going to be a force. He is tremendous off the tee. He is a tremendous long iron player. If you look at what he's done at the correlated courses, Beth Page Black in 2019, he finished eighth, 12th at Arana Mink in 2018. He's also got two top 10 finishes at the Memorial. Head to head matchups, I landed on five of them this week. Started with Jason Day, of course, right here on the Heat Strokes podcast. Both my co-host, Drew Stoltz, and myself landed on Jason Day at 16-1 to last week. Uh, So we'll see if we can keep the winning tradition going here this week. But I landed on Day over Dustin Johnson at minus 115. Colin Morikawa at minus 140 over Max Homa. Ricky Fowler at minus 120 over Tom Kim. I share that matchup with Jeff Sherman. Russell Henley at minus 125 over Mito Pereira. And then finally, Taylor Moore over Tom Hoagie. Taylor Moore at minus 130. And that brings us to our Dom DeMarco's Pizza Money Play of the Week, sponsored by Dom DeMarco's Pizzeria and Bar, located right here in beautiful Las Vegas on the west side, right on Charleston, uh, right by the Red Rock Casino, just down the street a little bit. From the Red Rock Casino is Dom DeMarco's Pizzeria and Bar, a great place to check out. And the Pizza Money play of the week has been red hot. It's been four out of the last five weeks that we've won this one. I'm going with the 72-hole winning score of under 271 and a half. Now, what that means is nine under par or better will win this championship. Thursday is going to be the best day for scoring. The sun is going to come out. There's relatively no wind to speak of. Thursday is going to be a day that you're going to have to shoot a number. And then it gets interesting after that. There is actually rain in the forecast for Saturday, uh, better than 50% chance of showers on Saturday. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all supposed to be cloudy. So you're not going to get the sunshine baking this golf course out and making it fast and firm. The greens will hold. I believe they will be receptive. But I think there is going to be a, a stance by the PGA Tour here where they want this golf course to be playable enough for these guys to get into double digits. I think the Masters, you end up with 15 or 16 under par for your winner. The U.S. Open, it might be even par. It might be three, four, five, six under par. I think the PGA likes to be in that slot in between where 9, 10, 11, 12 under wins this championship. I think ideally what we saw from Jason Duffner in 2013 at 10 under par is where they'd love to fall. And it is actually over the last 13 PGA championships, the average score has been 11 under par. So despite all the difficulty here, I mentioned Thursday is going to be the easiest day for scoring. The rest of the days are going to get more difficult with the wind kicking up a little bit as well into the neighborhood of 10 to 20 miles an hour. But I think Kerry Haig and his crew will set this golf course up so you get excitement. I think the PGA, they, they like the carnage, they like to see the difficulty, but they also like to see birdies and possible eagle, eagle opportunities and excitement. So I think this golf course will be constructed over the course of four days to possibly set up for that pizza money play of the day, or play of the week rather, to go under 271 and a half. And that is going to do it for this edition Of the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. If you need to go back and review the picks, the information, you can do all that here shortly at deadheatgolf.com or wherever you get your podcasts. A little later this evening, we will also have the video version up on YouTube, my YouTube channel at Heat Strokes Podcast. I want to thank our crew, Tom Catlin on video Jeremiah Crow of Green Roll Media on the audio and Trifco with the creative design. Also, thank you to our very special guest contributors this week, both Jeff Sherman of the Westgate Superbook and John Hasselbauer from The Lines U.S. You can follow John at PGA Tout and you can follow Jeff Sherman at Golf Odds on Twitter. We will be back. At this same time next week for another golf course review and also our picks for the charles schwab challenge at colonial country club it's back to texas fort worth this time for the colonial stick around for a minute here or two and we'll give you all the information on how you can find and follow us i highly recommend going to play cascada everybody have a great pga championship cash some tickets and remember stay hot
0: You've been dialed into the Heat Strokes Podcast with Brady Cannon, presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. And produced in conjunction with Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network.
2: Subscribing to the show on YouTube is easy. Just search Heat Strokes Podcast. Follow us on social media at Las Vegas Golfer and at
0: Heat Strokes Pod. If you like what you heard, please follow, like, and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify today. Good luck out there sinking birdies at Cash and Tickets. Cash and Cash and Tickets. We'll see you next week.